You're a swimmer, a cyclist, a runner. You're a triathlete. You're a conqueror of the multi-sport mentality. You seek greatness in your everyday life. But as an age grouper, your forte is the physical fitness that you strive for. Endurance is your middle name. You're listening to the Age Grouper for Life podcast, the ultimate source for living the triathlon lifestyle. Colin and Elliot will discuss the most optimal training techniques to get you where you want to be mentally and physically so you're ready to bring it. You can do it. Ready to bring it? Welcoming your host, Peak Triathlon and USAT certified coaches, Colin Cook and Elliot Kawaoka. What's going on, everybody? This is Colin with... Hey, guys, it's Elliot. And welcome to 2022. This year Big flew year. by. Yeah, 21 was a, was a quick year for sure. So how like, many races uh, did you get in? This You got quite a, quite a few races, right? You got a swim run, something new. Yeah, swim run, and then that other uh, uh, unique kind of race there, the self-supported race, uh, Sea to Summit. So, uh, yeah, definitely. And no Ironmans, right, in 2021? No Ironmans, no. Unlike you, had a couple, huh? Yeah. I think I may have topped you out on USAT points because of that. Oh, really? I haven't actually looked at too closely here. Yeah. They tend to I I feel like they, they give more points for Ironman. Oh, there's absolutely no doubt. Yeah, it is. It is factual. I mean, if you want to be at the top for the most part, you got to be doing it. It's it's rare. It's not Ironman, folks. But yeah. Um, But yeah, I think it was a good year. I mean, we've uh, now uh, getting this new variation of COVID coming out here. Hopefully, that's not going to affect things too much, and uh, that will roll through quickly, and things will be good for uh, for this season here. But I'm. Given You're still banking three. on St. George and Hawaii, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Still Me planning too. for those. I will say I'll be pretty frustrated if uh, if if I train all winter here and put in some big trainer miles, and then uh, and then St. George doesn't happen. That would be tough. But uh, well, I think uh, it's positive thoughts. Blessing I, in, I think it's a blessing in disguise that. Remember when the original race was supposed to happen in February? I mean, that's, I don't that's think a very that good was going to happen. <laughs> right. No, absolutely. That is a, a really good point there. So um, probably, hopefully, planning for, for May here should be good. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. So today we're going to talk about everyone's favorite discipline in triathlon, which it's is mine. swimming. <laughs> <laughs> It is, I think you. I think we. You want to talk about this topic just because you want some insight from me. Absolutely. Why wouldn't I? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but we haven't really given much uh, focus on the swim here, and I think it was some good timing on it. Got some some things I think hopefully people should find helpful when it comes to the swim here that uh, they can maybe uh, incorporate here in the short term that uh, could lead to some more success as uh, the season gets closer here. So. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you're, uh, are, are you able to, or I think I saw on Becca's, uh, Instagram, are you able to swim right now or no? We are, we're in the middle of okay. a snowstorm right now, but so the pool has been closed all week, but yeah, we're allowed to. Oh, just cause of the snowstorm. Gotcha. Yeah. But I mean, numbers are down because the place requires vaccine and everything. So it's a government run facility, oddly okay. enough. So yeah, the numbers have been down, but it's kind of nice because it's kind of just, I mean, I always kind of have the blame to myself or with one other person. So it, it really is like one-on-one coaching every single day. So, so there's a coach on deck and it's yep. only a couple of you. There is usually six to eight people and we have five lanes. So wow, yeah, it's cool. not a very good turnout. I mean, I think before the pandemic, it was, we had three, four, five to a lane like a typical master. So it's just, it's interesting who's deciding to show up and who's not. Yeah. Gotcha. Cool. So how often are you swimming right now per week? Uh, five times hour long practices times, right? Monday through Friday. 
same time. And then every you day can't, you can't swim outside of that, right? Um, we, we can, and there's multiple master times. There's like 5 30 AM, oh, okay. 9 30, and then seven o'clock at night. So, I mean, there's been a couple times when I've done a double, but I don't know. I, I think with swimming, unlike, unlike running and cycling, it's not necessarily about getting in huge, huge amounts of volume to get faster. Um, in my opinion, I mean, it's really all about technique. Exactly. No, that's a great lead into kind of what I would think that, uh, I would encourage people, you know, assuming that, uh, I mean, at any point you really should be focused on your technique, I guess, but, uh, as we're in our, our out season here and, um, you know, in kind of general prep here, trying to get faster at shorter distances, um, you know, that's really where technique should be, uh, the top priority here. Absolutely. And, uh, I mean, we've been in the sport for pretty long. I mean, what do you think, I mean, you're not, you're a pretty good swimmer and what do, what do you think has helped you the most in, I mean, over a decade in the sport? I mean, you're, you're around an hour swimmer or 30 yeah. minutes for a 70.3. So, I mean, I, well, I try I mean, to look back can... and and see like what made me what what made me what made something click for me and it's just kind of hard to see I think it's just a lot of testing a lot of trying new techniques out and I mean just paying close attention on whether or not I'm getting improving or not so yeah no it's a it's a good question and there's part of me when you look at it like overall I really haven't I've made certainly have made gains um and, you know, made a few minute improvements, let's say on my Ironman swim, but overall, like for the amount of time that I have swam, um, you know, not, not monumental gains by any means. Right. So, um, but one thing I do recognize and I think has changed is like, especially in, in with a Hawaii or non-wetsuit suit based, uh, kind of top priority races, uh, I do feel like my speed has improved in non-wetsuit swims. And so like my overall body position has improved and, you know, I've kind of become a better swimmer and not as reliant on the wetsuit um, to swim faster. So yeah, that would be kind of my, my counter there, but um, it is interesting, you know, how um, it goes with ebbs and flows and, you know, certainly for me, I will always have times when I feel like my, my swim is good. And other times when I, you know, struggling with my swim and at the end of the day, I will certainly say my, my problem probably has been in the most part, is just not swimming enough. And, you know, the yeah. frequency has been certainly not there. And I mean, I'm, I er, actually, you know what, I've been swimming a decent amount the last couple of weeks here, but um, you know, overall it's usually two to three swims a week for me. And, um, you know, the reality is if you're only doing the sport that often, then it's, it's very hard to improve. Right. Yeah. So, um, any, you know, regardless of what sport you're doing. So I mean, my wife, my wife coaches, uh, like a club team. And I mean, it's ridiculous seeing what they're doing compared to even what I'm doing. It's just so much more. And they're significantly faster than me. And, they, every single one of those kids would just own me, but it's, yeah. it's amazing. Like how much volume and how much, how much you're in the pool. It's ridiculous to me, but I don't, I just don't know how, how you could possibly enjoy that staring at a line for that long. Well, I mean, I think it's ingrained a lot of these kids, right? They're yeah. so used yeah. to it. And I, I do think it's part of reason that swimmers, you know, are usually pretty successful. I mean, it's certainly a generalization for sure, but they have very hard, strong work ethics and things because they're put in a, you know, uh, closed environment there and they just push through and they, they put in a lot of work. So, um, I think it really develops things and it's why I certainly am trying to get my kids into, into swimming. And, uh, I think it's a really good sport for, for young kids for many reasons. Um, yeah. but, and I, uh, I mean, I especially like it in the off season too, because, you can swim as much as you want and you're not, I mean, more than likely, I mean, there still are swimming injuries, but chances are, I mean, you could put in as many swims as you want and the likelihood of you getting injured is very minimal compared to if you decide to do a hundred mile run week or bike a ton. I mean, a lot of people just don't have time for that, but I mean, swimming is just an easy way to, to gain fitness without really hurting yourself. 
Yeah, true. I mean, I'd say overall, but I'll, I'll actually, for me, um, that can be a challenge for me. And that's actually one thing I'm focusing on right now that I think is hopefully going to remedy that. But in the past, when I've really picked up my frequency of swimming, you know, so I've had, I've had shoulder, shoulder, excuse me, surgery on my left shoulder. And, um, a lot of times when I get up into big volume, that shoulder really starts to bother me. Hmm. Um, like even, uh, not last year, we didn't do it, but the year before, I believe was the first year I, um, attempted to do the 100 by 100 and didn't finish just because my shoulder was really, really bothering me. And I didn't want to totally injure it and make it, uh, you know, just wasn't worth it at that point. Um, but, uh, and that's, you know, one thing I I think that uh, a lot of people make a mistake at and, um, and is entering, um, and kind of keeping that, that arm up too high in the water as you're extending out. And then, you know, because of depending on what you're doing with your pole that can put some more tension on the shoulder. And so I've actually been working on my entry a little bit and coming down a little bit more into the water. Um, and it does seem to be helping. Um, I guess it it could also be, I've, I've gotten into, uh, back to my, uh, tiny habits and uh i am doing like five push-ups five body squats like every time i go to the bathroom and uh i do think that just building up some strength there and also been really dedicated and actually doing my my strength workout so that could be contributing to it but uh also you know just again if you have something slightly off of your technique and you've already got you know issues in that area it's just really gonna uh you know cause some issues there and and over time we'll we'll eventually catch up with you so yeah um that's definitely been a big big focus of mine here um but uh the other thing too that i think that's that's really important and this is kind of general but uh it's applied to me lately for for swimming so i do uh i don't know if we'll get this out before then but uh i am doing uh the 100 by 100 uh this sunday with a group and definitely looking forward to that and having an event like that. And really, you know, I, I've done uh, 5,000 yards a couple of times over the last few weeks in swim. So I wouldn't really say uh, fully trained for it. Uh, I mean, I think uh, I'll be fine, but uh, you know, having an event like that on the calendar has really motivated me to get into the pool and, and make sure that I'm, I'm getting in there on the regular and uh, definitely have been doing more volume um, even when I was swimming as of late, it's usually been 30, 40 minute swims and not going to, you know, 3000 plus yards, like I normally would do in the past. And, uh, just having this event on the, on the calendar, uh, really has pushed me over the last, uh, I'd say month or so to, uh, to get in the pool and, and, you know, make sure I'm prepared for this. So, um, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be a 100 by 100 or, you know, again, going across the board of whatever, discipline or whatever you are in life that you're you're thinking about doing you know and if you're struggling with it you know having a goal having something in place there can really be uh be helpful yeah and i mean even a couple years ago we we entered ourselves into like a master's mile meet and that was kind of something that we kind of worked up to so yeah i mean i think right now is a really good time to like make to sign up for things that kind of put you out of your comfort zone and I mean, I remember showing up to that meet. I didn't even know how to dive off the blocks and my goggles fell off. And like, I don't even know what I'm doing. I actually got disqualified because I was wearing a watch and didn't really know that you weren't supposed to do that. So oh, yeah, really? That's the ref disqualified that. me. <laughs> you rebel. <laughs> <laughs> you just got to put the, uh, um, you got to put the, uh, my goodness, the goggles I use. The form the, goggles. The form goggles on. Yeah. And you got your, your times there. <laughs> uh, yeah. So is this so, 100 by 100 challenge uh, in a meter pool again? It is meters. So, yeah, it'll be oh. more like 11,000. 11, that makes uh, it yards. substantially harder. <laughs> it is. It is longer for sure. Yeah, it should be, you know, probably uh, a little over three hours, three hours, 15 minutes, somewhere in there to do. Uh, but uh if everybody shows up, I think there'll be five people in my lane. And, uh, I think four of us are pretty similar pace. And then we have one, one of my clients joining us. That's pretty fast. And, uh, I have a feeling he'll be leading a lot of them just to, uh, to in- keep himself entertained and not be going too comfortably for him. But, uh, but yeah, we got, uh, 19 people, I think planning to come on Sunday and, nice. um, uh, should be good. Yeah. Not everybody doing the full 
100 by 100, you know, it's all about doing whatever you're comfortable with and, um, you know, getting out there and doing it. So should be, uh, should be great. So. So as a coach and for the time crunch athlete, this is the question I always run into with literally everyone I always coaches. Swimming is probably the smallest portion in a triathlon race in general. Fact. I sure if, if it's not, <laughs> you got some serious issues. We need to try and yes. connect. Correct. Right. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So when they're just, I mean, when you're just trying to find training time, I mean, what do you tell your athletes about swimming? I mean, it's, it is the smallest facet in a race, but it is also the first event of the day. And you don't want to be going into the water with just doubts in your mind. I mean, it's not a really good way to start your day. So and that's kind of the way I put it. You want to be comfortable, but you, you want to get some consistent swims in, but it's, it's yeah, just hard totally. to say. I mean, it's, it is important, but at the same time, it really isn't that important for an age group athlete would yes you agree no. with that <laughs> i mean well i mean there's i can certainly understand that argument right and you know the let's go back to saying all right let's let's say that you're the swim is 10 to 15 percent of your day you know why would you want to spend 25 to 30 percent of your training time or something um swimming right you know and or you know swimming at all so um you know that definitely is, is an understandable, uh, you know, argument there. And, um, you know, there's semi truth to that. I mean, I guess to elaborate on that or kind of, you know, I've, I've even myself done like really focused swim blocks and put a lot of time and like, even look at yourself, right? you're swimming five times a week and you're, you know, swimming, let's say even 57, 58 minutes in an Ironman. Right. Yeah. Um, then whereas... we have, and then we have like feature, we had past guests on our on our podcast before that i mean he's a good athlete and he said he never he swam maybe twice before the race yeah and he did right. just fine so i'm like yeah it's well right or you say you let's say you take me on average being real here you know that i'm swimming two to three times a week i'm certainly hoping to change that and planning to change that this year but and you know i'm swimming around an hour right so like you're picking up three minutes on me and probably spending, let's see. So if you're swimming, you know, let's call it five probably three times as more a week, right? Three, yep. three times. Yeah. You know, so is that worth it? You know, and at the end of the day, when you're time crunched, um, you know, I would say that that it may not make sense to be swimming as often as you are. Right. You know, but you know, the fact that you enjoy it and you want it and you can do it. I mean, I'm certainly not saying don't do it. But, yeah. um, you know, there is there is that argument. The other thing that I would say is even if you do go to like a super focus on your swim and you're really committed to trying to improve your swim, I mean, the reality is you could put in a boatload. You could start swimming four to five times a week, you know, and putting in some a lot of extra mi uh, mileage volume. And it, you know, I guess depends on the distance and how much improvement we see. But a lot of times that could equate to, you know, one if like, I think if I made that kind of effort, I'd probably see maybe a one to two minutes of improvement, you know, like some people yeah. may see five, 10 minutes, like it's, it can be hard to justify that much work to see, you know, that level of, of improvement. Right. I think for so, me, it's just, it's a confidence thing and just knowing like, yeah. okay, I'm starting my day off on a good note. I know it's just, I'm not a horrible swimmer. So, I mean, I'm going to be out in contention still. And I mean, it's just something I don't have to worry about. And that's oh, totally. kind of, I mean, and, and I've been on the opposite side. I mean, my first, my first Olympic, I think was like 50 minute, a 50 minute swim, which is not the greatest. <laughs> yeah. So, no, I mean, no, I've, no. I've been on the opposite side and I've always wanted to improve. And like you said, I think I just, I, I do enjoy it. I do yeah. like the process. It's still well, it's a very yeah, confusing was... sport to me about improvements and all the technique involved and it can get really nitty gritty i feel like totally so i mean that brings me to my true beliefs and what i'm going to say why you should be swimming you know on the regular basis is you know uh, one there really isn't a better sport for your body right and the fact that it's zero impact it's a whole body workout and, you know, and really the biggest thing is you may not see a monumental time improvement in your swim split, 
but I can almost guarantee that your bike and you, and likely your run splits will see drastic improvements and really, really benefit from being more efficient and spending less time in the water. Yeah. And just getting and out of the just, water, yeah. not completely gas and feeling fresh still is just huge. Well, exactly. <laughs> right. So what typically happens as you get faster as a swimmer is you become more efficient. So, I mean, yes, you, you're probably either working the same or working a little bit less even to go faster. Right. You know, it's, yeah. uh, I'm sure I've said it on here before. They say that swimming is 80 to 85% technique, only 15 to 20% fitness. Right. But that does not mean that your run fit, or excuse me, your swim fitness does not translate to better bike and run fitness as well. So that's really where I think the biggest thing that a lot of people that are looking at those numbers or, you know, as I was playing devil's advocate and talking about the arguments on the other side, that they're not, not factoring in there and, and how important that stuff is. And, um, you know, I think that there's, you know, especially if we go back to overall training, right. And we're trying to make our hard days hard and our easy days easy. You know, if we work in the right types of swims, those are absolutely fantastic active recovery types of workouts. Right. Yep. And so, you know, from a holistic training perspective as well, they really, you know, can benefit you and, um, and really be impactful to, to the grand scheme of things, not just your, you know, overall swim time. Yeah. So that's where, you know, I think that if you, if you build in and even, you know, especially I do love the, the saying, you know, that, uh, swimming loves running i'm sorry running loves loves swimming and uh and running hates swimming uh, did i say that wrong geez <laughs> so we're gonna have to delete that out here uh no <laughs> i've never right, heard of I, this <laughs> you haven't heard of this no let me let me no. say it here so running loves swimming <laughs> swimming hates running, running that's what i meant to say swimming swimming what's the last part are you going to make me say it again now? Yes. <laughs> I'll try one more I'm time. I'm going to write it down. <laughs> but, all right. Running loves swimming. Swimming hates running. And the reason for that is because, again, kind of going back to your overall fitness and, you know, the core strength, the stability and things that you're building from swimming translates very well to running better and faster. Right. Mm-hmm. Whereas... Yeah vice versa when you have heavy legs and you're tired from that run volume and then you swim you're going to end up having problems with that and you <laughs> yeah. know it will it will affect your swim i mean like like to me i almost always will try to do my swim workout as my first workout of the day right um, if i have that's a really workouts. good point that's probably been my key is like i think in the past i was kind of because it's kind of like the the easiest thing i feel like so I was kind of saving it to the end of the day after like all my other workouts. Yeah. So I was and just always toast. training kind of tired. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I wasn't having horrible swims, but I just, mm-hmm. I really did plateau for a few years. And I think yeah. just making my swim just the first thing of the day um, has really helped because then you're yeah. not, you're not tired. You could really focus on technique versus just like, wow, my body is so sore right now or so tired. And I'm just kind of like, you're just kind of going through the motions. Yeah. Yeah. There was uh, a winter or two that I was going to the gym doing like a group strength workout thing and then going right to the pool after. And uh, it was almost comical sometimes, like how uh, challenging those swims would be and just like how slow I'd be, um, you know, and just when your core and your body is, is already fatigued and you try and swim. Hence, Hence also why the order of a swim of, of a triathlon is swim, bike, run, right? Is, uh, Could you yeah. imagine what would happen <laughs> in an Ironman if you put the swim last? Right. You know, uh, that would be, that would be something. We'll have to try that someday. Uh, yeah. Do our own event, <laughs> you know, but uh, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I think that that is uh, really important to consider there. If I can actually say the term right that I'm trying to, be an advocate for, uh, that, that, uh, that would be good. So, um, but yeah. And then, so let's talk about, uh, some swim toys for a little bit here. I mean, I'm a big fan of swimming with toys and I think that they're really, uh, can be really beneficial. Um, what, what toys do you like to use in the pool? Eh? Um, so my newest one that I really 
like working with and my coach made me get it is one of those parachutes so you tie it around your Ah, waist and it just provides like a ton of resistance so like if you're not constantly moving forward like you'll be able to see it like you won't be you won't move anywhere so it kind of just teaches you to like keep constant pressure on the water and I, I mean I think that's made that's really helped me out and I don't really see a lot of people using it. So I was kind of like, should I really get this? I mean, it seems like a very advanced tool for a swimmer. But I mean, I think out of all the toys I have, which I mean, I have so many, I've tried <laughs> literally everything out. Like, yeah, that has helped me out significantly. Yeah, totally. Um, I have never tried one. So uh, actually, wait, you know what? I think I did one time. Uh, one time I did try one, but uh, it's been a long time. So uh, I'm going to have to uh, to look into that. But I mean, uh, just doing okay. like 25s, like eight times 25 with, I mean, as much rest as you want. But I mean, it really like gets me out of breath. And yeah, it's been a great tool. But yeah, cool. Okay. <clears throat> Check that out here. Um, and how often are you using that? Um, I'd say two or three times a week. Oh, yeah? I mean, it's okay. usually like regular. at the end or, yeah, I mean, it's usually like the first part of like the main set, um, just to get me warmed up, kind of get me breathing a little harder. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been really helpful. I mean, I just started using it this past month, so. Okay, cool. Well, I'll have to pick one up before the 100 by 100s for Sunday, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. What else? What else for tools do you like? Huh? Uh, like paddles, like the pool buoy. Um, oh, let's let's break on... those down here. So, okay. so for paddles, like uh, which which ones do you have, or do you have multiple ones? And like what what called... size? Like what are your thoughts on those? I think they're the they're called stroke masters. So they have a bunch of holes in it, so you could really feel the water. And it's kind of like I think it's like the junior size. It's not the smallest size, but it's not like huge at all and I think in the past I used paddles I have like a different kind of paddles where like you can just kind of like grind through the water and you definitely go like a lot faster but these you kind of have to have more fuel for the water and it's not necessarily like just grind your way through so yeah I've kind of like those and they're a little bit more uh what do you say they're not they're not as like uh solid so you can kind of they're more flimsy kind of yeah yeah. flimsy yeah okay yeah yeah i'm familiar with those ones i think those are kind of i'd say industry standard pretty common style of of, uh paddle there but yeah um i do think that paddles especially you know or i guess you have to be careful with paddles so if you're a very new swimmer and you're really trying to dial in your technique uh then swim paddles can definitely be um detrimental or they can really cause strain and, and challenges, you know, to the shoulders and different areas and so forth. So, and this is the um, thing I struggle with as a, as a coach too. It's like, okay, you could use all these toys and they definitely are beneficial and they can help you out significantly. But if you use them as, if you start using it as just like a crutch, just go faster, like using paddles to make intervals or um those buoyancy shorts i mean they definitely oh, make gonna get you to faster those. okay get to those. Yeah. yeah so what uh, i mean what advice do you give people that are just like just learning how to swim and i mean my advice to them is let's not use any of the toys first let's get your technique okay and then use toys but also in the back of your mind know the reasoning why you're using it versus just like putting it on just to go faster because that's not really the point. Oh, totally. Absolutely. Yeah. So, (laughs) you know, I think the tools, I'm a huge fan of, of tool tools, toys, you know, whatever you want to call them to, uh, to help you improve your technique. And, you know, when they're used with purpose, they can be extremely valuable, but yeah, if you're just trying to use them to increase, you know, improve your swim times, you know, for temporarily there, it's not really going to do you much good, you know, when it comes to race day. But, you know, when it comes specifically to, you know, paddles, let's say, so I am, uh, encourage people to use them for the most part, if you're, you know, a moderate to advanced swimmer, you know, every so often, um, I still don't really have my swimmers using them a ton. Um, but they can definitely help you to find, you know, that technique, they can really force you into the proper position thing. So I do think that they, they have their value. 
Um, but uh, you just got to be, uh, be careful with them for sure and make sure. And if you're feeling any kind of tension where you shouldn't, you should definitely stop using them and, um, you know, try going back to them later once you've kind of improved on some things there. But uh, yeah. definitely a great way to, to improve strength there and something to, to consider. Um, the one I'll say, I'll say my hands down number one tool that I uh, recommend people get, it would be a snorkel and a, or a freestyle yeah. snorkel. And the reason, and I would say even for, you got to be careful. That is always interesting with the, you know, the making sure it's not just a crutch um, because for sure, you know, it can be a challenge, but if you have somebody, let's say that's, that's new to the sport, they're really struggling with their breathing, right. Then their technique is probably going to hell because they're coming up really high with their head or they're completely out of the water. And so they're not developing a good technique um, because of their breathing. So if you can get a, uh, you know, a snorkel on them, so that way at least they can take the breathing out of it and just focus on what good technique should feel like that should really lead them to be able to improve their overall efficiency. And then as they improve that efficiency, it should make the breathing even better, right. And easier to do because they have better body position. So, um, you know, so I have people use a snorkel in pretty much every workout. Um, at some point, I believe that, you know, we'll get to the fins in a second here, but if you're doing kick sets of any sort, um, I guess it's with the exception of when you're kicking on your back, um, you should be using a snorkel. And the main reason for that is, you know, you see these kids and, you know, you can still use a kickboard if you want to, but if you're kicking on a kickboard and you have your head up out of the water, you know, that's going to force your legs down. You're going to be kind of swimming, uh, uphill there, if you will, which is not what we want when we're swimming, you know, freestyle. So I don't, uh, you know, it's not going to be as beneficial and you're not going to be in the same position as you would be if you were to swim, you know, with your head down in the water, um, uh, a lot more similar to, to how your position is going to be when you're freestyling. So, yeah. um, I, you know, encourage everybody to use a snorkel when they're, when they're doing their kicking. Um, but then also even just, just when you're trying to relax and get a good feel and flow for the water, you know, it can really calm yourself down a bit when you, you know, you take the, the breathing almost completely out of the equation there. And, um, you know, especially if people are working, you know, they have some issues with the way that they're breathing that can definitely, um, cause some imbalances in their stroke or challenges that you can take away a little bit. You may be able to get a feel for what it should be like, because really your, your pole should be, uh, independent of your breathing. And, you know, you shouldn't be, altering or your, you know, if you're breathing to your right, let's say your left hand shouldn't be closer to your body or anything different than it would be if your head was down or you're breathing to the left, let's say, you know, it should always be heading in that same position. So it can really help you to get a good feel for that. So a uh, huge proponent of the freestyle snorkel and would definitely encourage everybody to get one of those. I agree. I use that thing quite a bit too. Yeah. Um, cool. And then on my list here, I would say, yeah, I mean, whole buoy is definitely um, a great tool. And, you know, I think sometimes can be used as a crutch. So you got to be careful there, but, you know, it really can help you again to find that optimal position in the water there. So if you're able to, you know, get your, get your legs up and get a feel for the way you should be, you know, that can really help you to translate and to find in that position when you take the pull buoy away. So, you know, really um, uh, a good aid. Uh, I am a big fan of the any buoy it's called E N E Y buoy. Um, and those ones are just, uh, they're actually like two cylinders in plastic and they connect to each other, but they have tops on them. So you can uh, open up the top and then you can fill either one of the tubes uh, or both of them. And then you can turn them into from, you know, helping you in, in generating buoyancy to actually trying to, to sink your legs a little bit and helping you to work on that position and keeping those legs up even more there. So, um, yes, definitely a, a big fan of that and, and using that, you know, with no water in it, uh, with, you know, one or two, like I said, filled and um, can really change the elements of a, of a cold buoy. So, um, yeah, checking those out can be cool. Uh, but uh you know, we do we always used to like to joke the pull buoy is the triathlete's best friend and does help kind of simulate the wetsuit. Um, so I think it should be in everybody's bag. And um, when you're training and, and trying to do some recovery sets or anything like that, the pull buoy can be really good 
um, just allowing you to really focus on your technique and, you know, relaxing a little bit more there. Yep. Yeah. And then I would say we mentioned them briefly there, but having some fins is really essential. I mean, especially, um, for almost, for almost all triathletes or, uh, people that didn't swim as kids, um, there's very limited ankle mobility and, you know, some people can literally go backwards when they're trying to kick without fins on, um, and, you know, really struggle, or it's just really hard to get even across the pool and do 25 yards without having fins on. So the fins can, you know, speed that up, which, which is nice and does make it so you don't ever want to take them off when you're doing your kicking, but, uh, it can really help with that ankle mobility and finding, you know, where those feet should be. And, um, you know, for most of my people, I do have them doing most of their kicking with fins on and, uh, can be a really great tool to, uh, to help with that positioning and that mobility and, um, your overall body position there. Uh, the other tool I have here on my list and um, completes kind of what I call the works would be uh, the ankle band. So um, definitely more of an advanced tool um, and you got to be careful using it, but um, can be really, really helpful. So, um, you know, there is people that will take an old uh, insert of a, you know, a, a tube and a bike tube and they'll just wrap it around or tie it around their ankles. That does work. And, like Finney's and most of the brands do make a, just a kind of a stretchy elastic band that, uh, that you can use. I actually am not a very big fan of those, uh, just because they have a lot of give to them. So they are not as restrictive as the, the bands I like to use. They're actually hard to come by. Uh, but I like to use the, really the ankle straps. Um, so you're Velcroing your, your legs in on each side. Um, Speedo used to make them. I don't think they do anymore. I'm actually drawing a blank on the brand that I have found some of. Um, we can follow up in the notes on that if needed, if anybody has any questions on that. But um, really getting a good ankle band, even if it's for like recovery sets. So I mentioned the works. So what I consider the works is when you have the snorkel, pole buoy, and the ankle band all on. So when you're really focused on good body position and tautness, that can be really helpful to you. And you know, can help you from splicing those legs out, especially with the ankle band, um, to, to really work on that overall body position. So I think that, uh, that can be really helpful and, um, should be something that people have in their bags, you know, trying to use it on its own can definitely be really challenging and something that, um, you want to be a bit more of at least a moderate to advanced swimmer to be able to really take advantage of, because if your legs are just dropping down and, uh, you're swimming, you know, uh, completely, uh, horizontally there, I guess, uh, you know, it's, it's not going to be your, no, horizontally is not the right word there, but at an angle there and your feet are dropping way down, it's not necessarily going to give you the, the benefit that you want there. So, um, you know, but, uh, it's, it is a good thing to practice to help you figure out, you know, turnover and engaging your core to help try and get those legs up. Um, so that's definitely something I would, uh, recommend people consider as well here. Um, and then, yeah, the other thing I did want to touch on was the buoyancy shorts. So what are your thoughts on the buoyancy shorts, Elliot? I think they have a time and purpose. I think it's, if you're training for a specific wetsuit swim and you just want a little, I mean, it's kind of just like wearing a pull buoy. I mean, do you feel that way too? Pretty close. Yeah. 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 But then obviously, so I mean, it not... does keep you up, but I mean, yeah. it does. I mean, if you, you are like a beginner swimmer or you have your hit, if your lower half of your body drops in the water and you wear that thing just to lift you up a little bit, I mean, that's not really what they're designed for. So just knowing their use and not using it all the time, if you're just using it for a crutch, just to get your body position better. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, I think that, that a lot of people didn't end up using them as a crutch. I mean, I've definitely had people that say, well, I'm only doing wetsuit legal swims. I want to wear my buoyancy shorts. And, um, you know, they do have a time and place. Again, you know, if we're using these tools to help get a feel for where we should be, um, obviously a lot better to be wearing the buoyancy shorts than trying to wear a full wetsuit in the pool and things like that. So, yeah. um, they can, uh, definitely be a good tool, but, uh, 
And it's uh, tough. I, I mean, most, I mean, wouldn't you say like 98% of the swims are wetsuit legal? So, sure, sure. I mean, a lot of times people don't even have to worry about it, but yep. like St. George, for example, um, though at the 70.3 worlds, they had to make that call the morning of. So it was kind of like on the fence. And I just think just knowing how to swim without a wetsuit. I mean, when they made the call, I am sure a lot of people like freaked out, but oh, sure. if you know how to swim, shouldn't be well, that right. big of a deal. I mean, if you look at it that way, if you're comfortable swimming without the buoyancy shorts or without a wetsuit, you're going to be, I mean, I guess maybe that's not hundred percent true. Some people yeah. don't have the right wetsuit, but if you have a reasonably fitting wetsuit, you should be able to swim, you know, fine in a wetsuit as well. So, you know, you're going to be covered for regardless of whether it's non-wetsuit or wetsuit, if you're uh, comfortable swimming without, you know, the, the, that extra buoyancy. So, um, you know, I think that, that more people can benefit by not using them on the regular, but, uh, you know, that's, uh, definitely, um, you know, something that, uh, can be helpful and, and has its perks, but, uh, just gotta be careful with it. Yeah. So cool. But, uh, you know, for me, one thing I've been I'm focused on, I mean, I guess another thing, just kind of a general, more of a mindset thing, but if you're struggling or, or not enjoying the swim, right. Like really giving yourself purpose, giving yourself goals. You know, like I said, like definitely what's helped me in the last month is just having something that, uh, on the calendar that I've got to get prepared for. And that's really helped motivate me to spend a bit more time in the water. So, um, doing that, but then, you know, swimming is definitely something where you should be heading to the pool or to the open water, wherever to your swim with a purpose, right? So like, it's not just, uh, you know, I'm going to swim 2000 yards, 3000 yards or whatever. Um, you know, I always have something like, all right, like I said, I've been focusing a bit, uh, spe specifically with my left arm and my bad arm, um, of making sure that that wa that hand is coming down a little bit more in the water, um, to try and minimize the, the tension I'm putting on my shoulder. So, you know, that's really been a focus of me for the last, uh, I'd say month or two here anyways. And, um, you know, so I'm really focusing on that and, but, you know, having something that you're really engaging and, and want to be focused on is, is super important. And I think that can really make it so that the time goes by faster and, and more enjoyable because you're, you're really going out to set, set that, setting out with a goal to achieve. One thing that's helped me a lot the past year is having someone else look at my stroke almost yeah. on a daily basis and giving me feedback. And also my wife has a GoPro and she kind of films me occasionally. So I can see myself in the water and be like, wow, I did not think I looked like that. But I mean, just like little things here and there, I mean, have really helped. I mean, it's just, I just feel like swimming is just so complicated and there's so many things you could be working on and just working on one thing at a time. And like you said, going into a swim with purpose or doing a drill and being like, I'm not just doing this drill just to do it. I'm, I know what its purpose is. And right. this is, so I think no, that's two, two, two really good points there. So, yeah. So, you know, getting filmed, I think, and, you know, having uh, a good coach, you know, giving you feedback is absolutely critical. And I mean, it's still to this day, you know, and actually I, I need to get a little bit of fresh video on myself here since I've been focusing more on the um, hand entry there, but uh, you know, what we think we're doing and what we're actually doing in the water to be vastly different, you know, yeah. and um, you know, we need to be uh, the, the visualization of that and being able to see what you're actually doing versus what you think you're doing can be just, uh, really, really beneficial and um, game changing and actually applying changes, you know, right. to that point, the one thing counter to, you know, we say we're going to purpose, you know, we have purpose to swim. I strongly discourage you having, you know, one, maybe two things that you're focused on a workout, but if you try and think about three or more things, uh, yes, good luck. It's hard, right? It's, <laughs> yeah. it's just system overload. It's too much. And you end up really struggling because you're just thinking about too many things. So, you know, you, it's, it's just, uh, even for, you know, pretty coordinated people, that's a, that's a real struggle to do. So try and simplify it for yourself and really just focus on one, maybe like a, a second, you know, a lighter second kind of objective or, um, that you're doing as well, but really kick it one at a time is, is my recommendation there. Okay. Yeah. 
the other thing that uh, maybe a little contrary to some of the things we see out there, but uh, is another thing that uh, I've been thinking about lately and um, seeing some success with my athletes with is really not, you know, and, and it kind of goes to like, if people are watching and listening to Lionel Sanders and his improvements with the swim, the, you know, and his feel for the water. Right. And even in a few of his videos, he's gone out and done these pretty monster sets, but he's not hit his times. And then he'll repeat that set again. And all he does is focus on relaxing and he ends up going faster. Yeah. Right. And, you know, it's just where swimming is just so different than biking and running, where it's just not about who, you know, uh, just, you know, putting more force on the pedals or, you know, picking up the turnover or whatever it is. That's not going to just equate to, uh, to going faster. It's a good point. That's one of the, that's one of the things that my master's coach is really working on me is in the past I could, I mean, we're just so fit and we can just grind our way through the water and we could work our ass off and yeah, our times may be okay, but she's like, you don't have to be working this hard. I mean, my, I was just, I wasn't gassed, but I was definitely like redlining in the water just oh, all yeah. the time. And yeah. really is just unnecessary. I mean, like yeah. you said, I'm hitting the same times as I was when I was swimming like that and working probably 50% less now. So, yeah, it's crazy. So like, <laughs> you know, and I think a lot of people really feel like, you know, if they want to propel themselves forward, they like have to force really hard in the water with their pull. And so like what I've been having people focus on and even myself a bit is really focus on getting that good extension, that reach so that you get the rotation that you need. But then, you know, that's really your emphasis in the stroke and not necessarily on pulling back in the water super hard. Like, you know, yes, you want to be making sure that you're keeping that elbow up and, you know, you're, you're moving through the water in the right position, but not trying to just, you know, rip through the water super hard and, and with a lot of tension. It's just so, so counterintuitive compared yeah. to running and cycling. Exactly. I mean, running and cycling, you can just kind of just work your ass off and you're going to be faster, but in swimming, it's not necessarily the case. No, it's not. I mean, it's <laughs> essentially fact there, right. You know, so, yeah. um, you know, make sure that you're really trying to, you know, that's even, you know, you do want to get the engagement. It's like, it's, it's just such a fine line that you're, you're kind of walking there where you need to be present. You need to be engaged for sure but you can't be too engaged and too tense because then you end up fighting against the water. Yeah. So when in doubt, try and relax, um, get a good flow in the water and uh, you know, that can make a big difference. And I think that's where consistent consistency kicks in. It's like, you don't want to be thinking about a ton of things when you're swimming. Like I could tell you, like when I'm racing, I'm not really focusing on like, Oh, I need to focus on my catch or this. Like it is kind of, should be second nature going through the motions kind of yeah yeah right yeah 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 totally and it's just reiterating because hopefully you've made it habit to to have good technique and now it's just uh you know going through it there so yeah that's a good point there so and i think a lot of it's just a confidence thing with people if you just go into it thinking you're going to do shitty then you're probably going to do shitty so i mean i think a lot of it is because i mean you remember that there was like a three four or five year period where I could not break 30 minutes in a 70.3 swim. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which was amazing to me. All right. And now it's like, I don't know, it's something clicked and I just feel like I have the, I have confidence when I step foot in the water and I'm like, I can swim with some pretty good swimmers. I mean, I'm not the best, but I'm not out of the race. Uh, I'd say that's for sure. You're, you're definitely up towards the best buddy. Um, you're, you're not getting beat by many people out of the water. So that's, uh, that's pretty awesome. So it's my one opportunity to see you in, in a race. Always see you. Oh, on that's, a bike. That's, that's where I was just going to go is, you know, and I, my goal this year is beat you out of the water. So, so, you'll, so I'll never see you. <laughs> uh, I got my work cut out for me there for sure. But uh doesn't mean I can't aspire for it. So, you know, you, you should, you know, hopefully the pools will close down in Seattle and, and then I'll, uh, you know, keep swimming in my endless pool and then I'll be, then I'll have a chance. <laughs> uh, no, and kind of uh, what we talked about on our last podcast with Jan, I mean, he yeah. likes swimming with a group and I think training with a group and with people better than you, and that could give you some 
some good feedback has really helped me as well. I mean, we don't have a big turnout at our masters at the moment, but the people that do swim there, I mean, they're very helpful and they've taught me a lot. So it's just a good group of people, including them and my coach, just always giving me feedback. And I've definitely made some improvements this year. So yeah, it's been fun. Totally. Yeah, good. That's what it's all about there. So cool. Well, hopefully that gives some people some things to think about here and, you know, why hopefully you, you will decide to swim this winter here and, um, you know, what you're going to be doing with those swims. And I guess just to reiterate real quick, you know, again, so I wouldn't focus too much on, you know, the quantity. Um, I would say frequency over duration and, you know, getting in the water a little bit more and just really being technique focused. And, um, you know, yes, you want to get some intervals in there for sure. And that doesn't mean, you know, you're just doing drills the whole time. But, you know, you're you're getting in, um, you know, some work, but uh, really focused on just making sure that that is really quality swimming that you're doing while you're doing it. I agree. Yeah. So. Excellent. All right. Well, it's uh, it's go time for training. Uh, so we're both uh, now focused on on St. George, right? Yeah, that's both of our next race. Right. I mean, that's. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to do be doing any race beforehand before that no no i'm not i'm not planning to um i've got the everman jack camp in march um which will be cool and i certainly want to be ready for that and that'll be good to get out on the on the course and stuff so i'll I'll have a leg up on you there but uh um hey but we were in st george twice last year so i have a little bit of an advantage (laughs) i haven't been there since 2012 so the windy year it's all right, Jason. It'll be it'll be just about ten years. That's wow. crazy. <laughs> um, but uh, yes, so we'll be training away. Uh, continue to pump out some podcasts here for you guys. Here, hopefully that's uh, helpful to you. Definitely let us know if you have any topics or anything you want us to cover here. But uh, thanks everybody for listening here, and let's uh, let's get after it in 2022. Yeah. Thanks for listening, everyone. All right. Take care.